I'm Nicole Spezio. And I'm Jenny Donheiser. And, and this, this is How, how We Brainwashed. Brainwashed. Hi, my good friend, Nicole. I love you. How are you? Uh, I'm so good. This is a huge day for the pod. I am actually freaking out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think be honest, you know, our guest today is a star. I guess Jenny's freaking. <laughs> He's a star that I truly in my mind think is my friend because I'm such a fan of their podcast and listen to it as soon as it comes out and have been for eight years I don't know know. if I've missed an episode I wrote down what I want to say to him because I'm that nervous whoa this is very much like the recent episode of Jersey Shore family vacation when Ronnie came back after everyone was mad at him and he came in with a letter of his thoughts of apologizing to his roommates I saw this clip on TikTok can you expand to me on what he has is it because he's now in recovery and he's doing amends yeah I can't say if he's in recovery or not I think he's absolutely on the path Oh, he hasn't come out and said, I'm in recovery. I think that that's where, you know, we're trying to be, but it's hard. So I think that that's part of it. And he hasn't been on the show for like two years because of, I think, the addiction things going on and also his domestic violence um, allegations. Yeah, this is a horrible sort of setup for this amazing podcast. So unclear (laughs) if any of this will stay, but um, so he like left the show and then now is like trying to be like back on the show. I see. But isn't Sammy Sweetheart there and what's their deal? Are they okay? They have not interacted yet. Oh, but the plan is they will? Uh, Yes. I did see on my TikTok journey, all of them leave a restaurant last night. So they have reconnected. They have but we haven't contact. seen it yet. I don't know if this happens at every marathon, but I see someone holding the sign in like the recap of signs where someone has printed the letter <laughs> as a sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they hold up during the marathon. The note. Just, the note. Yeah. About uh, Ronnie putting his head <laughs> between a cocktail waitress's breasts. That's what I remember. I remember Snooky. And JWell being like, we have to use the word breasts because that's like classy and so they won't know that we wrote it. Yeah, if you're not a Jersey Shore person, early on in the series, Sammy Sweetheart and Ronnie are together and he goes out and has a wild night with the boys and Snooki and JWell take it upon themselves to write her a letter. To go to an internet cafe because (laughs) they didn't allow the guests to have computers. So they go to a local internet cafe and write an anonymous letter about what Ronnie has done. (laughs) And it's been at least 15 years. I don't know, but that letter has stayed the test of time. It's in the zeitgeist. So funny. Like, who did they think she'd think would would (laughs) wrote it? I think they were like, yeah, maybe she'll think a producer wrote it. It's like, absolutely not. A producer's not going to an internet cafe, babe. (laughs) Have you ever been to an internet cafe? Absolutely. I've traveled internationally in the (laughs) early 2000s. Nicole, it's happening. I feel like let's just bring his ass Yeah, I don't give a fuck about your week. Let's just (laughs) fucking get into it, baby. We are beaming ladles and jelly spoons. We are very excited because we have an amazing guest on the pod. This is a a huge, a huge (laughs) get right now for How Are You Brainwashed? We are going to welcome our guest who is the co-host, I think, of everyone in the world's literal favorite podcast, Let's Call Teresa's. I think we can start there. Incredible comedian, actor. You know you love Fire Island. You know you love I Love That For You. 
Christmas album pop star? Have you heard of Christmas? The question asked around the world. Please welcome to the pod, the famous iconic Matt Rogers. <laughs> Hi. Oh, oh my God. It's so good oh to see It's a dream scenario, truly. Dream scenario, indeed. I was like, I, I mean, at this time, Mm-hmm. I, I was like, there's only a certain number of podcasts that are like top priority. And when I saw this, I was like, this is top priority. Yeah. It became top priority immediately. I was like, no, we have to make that work. <laughs> I wow. we really were bold as fuck. We were like, you're in the middle of your press cycle for your album. But we need to get you on the pod immediately. This is why shots have to get shot. And it also yes. was like the easiest yes. shot ever, of course. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Oh my God. You taught us about taking shots. <laughs> You know, uh, every shot I've taken, I shot. let's even if they haven't paid off, I've always been happy I took it. Hundred percent, yeah, absolutely. Life is short. Take the shot. Life is short. Take the shot. Rule of culture. <laughs> yes, in many ways, yeah. I can't get in front of this mic without doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of Anyways. what we're hoping. <laughs> yeah. It's so good to see you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Um, the thrill of our damn lives. A Christmas gift for us all. Matt, okay, I do have to fan girl at you for one minute and then we can be normal. <laughs> I'll accept it for one minute and one yeah, minute only. <laughs> okay, well, you know, peripherally knew of you at NYU. So obviously when Lost Cultures came out was on the ground floor, you know. Oh my I God. Probably listen to every episode. Day one, baby. You're looking at two <laughs> day one over you're here. We're looking at readers. Do you know, like it, in, the very, in the very, very beginning when, when uh, Bowen and I started the podcast, we were literally like, well, no one's going to listen to it. So we should yeah. just do whatever the fuck we want. And I remember like a couple months into doing it, I, I I thought, let's check to see how many people are listening. And it was like 65 people. And I thought that was huge. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, like dozens of our friends like listen to it. <laughs> and I was I literally I, I think at the time had it stayed like that, that would have been fine because that was all I ever expected. And now years later. It's single-handedly, by far, followed very closely by the Christmas Project, a.k.a. Have You Heard of Christmas? I should say the name. The number one best decision I ever made. Best decision I ever made. And for us, too. (laughs) LOL. I mean... To know you were one of those 65 listeners is made. Oh, hell yes. 100%. We were one of those 65, and it is just, like, this is... you. You being on our podcast is like Kelly Clarkson being on. Lost oh, Cold. shut <laughs> like, up. Wait, but that it's so, it's also so crazy that I've met her now three times. I am truly you're there every damn day. I mean, with Kelly. She's so great. You guys like <sighs> I I can say I've lucked out in terms of like the big celebrities that I've met. And I've been like, please be nice. Please be nice. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty lucky. Like, you know, it's only peers that have disappointed me. <laughs> Isn't that the way it goes? Kind of. Truly, like, being a part of your journey as a fan, not as a person who is you, but, like, you know, from not being able to ask Margaret Cho the question to starring in a movie with her. To Unreal. Being friends with Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> oh. To, like, being mainstays on Watch What Happens Live now. It's just, like, your journey has been so... I, I feel like, like, it brings me joy unbridled joy to see y'all's successes it really does like thank you so like much. you are my friends or children we you know what's funny like i used to say i'm so lucky i'm so lucky and then jan sport the drag queen was like no 
fortunate, fortunate. Oh, because they say lucky thing. makes it lucky, like invalidates the work you did. Yeah. And then I, like, so I try to say like, I've been fortunate because you guys know, like from the very beginning, like we all worked our ass off. Like, mm-hmm. and, and there were so many years and times when, I mean, I was just talking to Henry Melcher at, at, at late night with Seth Meyers. He's one of the producers there and that's surreal. Mm-hmm. And he, he reminded me like, Five years ago, we got dinner, like, after I went as as his guest at the Late Night with Seth Meyers show. <laughs> mm-hmm. and we got dinner, and I was telling him, like, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be a thing. And I really think that it's now starting to dawn on me that I might have worked really hard, like, all in vain. And he was like, no, you got to keep going. You're talented. And I was just like, I just wanted anything to happen. Right. And then yeah. I think it was like maybe three or four months after that, that I like tried Los Angeles out. And then I got my first ever job in the industry writing on the second season of the other two, which was my favorite show. Yep. And it's just been really cool. But like not that long ago that nothing was happening. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> I remember Bowen and I like probably six or seven years ago, maybe seven because he's been in SNL for six. But like we performed in the basement of the pit to one person, yeah. one and yep, we did the show. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so you never fucking know. Ah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's very inspiring, and it's definitely why Nicole and I are here. <laughs> you guys are why we are here. No for way. Sure. Do you th- honestly yeah. the podcasting of it all? Let's touch I on know. This. I know. Uh, yeah. When Bowen and I started it in 2016, we thought we were the latest people to the game <laughs> ever of all time. For sure. Yeah. We were like, people are gonna think we're so pathetic. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, like cut to twenty twenty three. Yeah, now it's over seven years old. <laughs> yeah, it's a second I, grader. I saw an amazing thing online that said, "When you have a goal, you want to do something, but you're scared that it's going to take too long. You're like, oh, 'Oh, I'm going to be forty by the time I do that.' Well, you can either be forty and have done it, or forty and have not done it. And, you're still and have nothing. Time's going to pass. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I should also say. Like when Bowen and I started the podcast, that's when we were truly doing everything we could to have anything happen. I just was pretty positive podcasting was not going to be the thing. I did not think it would be the medium for me. I saw myself as like a sketch comedy actor. I saw myself as like hopefully a real actor at some point. (laughs) But then I think it was like, I don't think so, Honey Live. Like the second, maybe the first, I don't think so, Honey Live we ever did, which was a live show that we did back in the day where we'd bring 50 comedians all on stage. And oh, we, we were there. Do. Yeah, so <laughs> we I remember. It. <laughs> so like, but it was then that I realized we had an audience at all. Yeah. And it was also then that I realized that there was possibility for this to be something that could move the needle. But mm-hmm. I was like, pretty sure it wouldn't. So you just never know. You never totally. know. But I did something fun with someone I loved. Exactly. There's something about podcasting that's just so inherently intimate. Like for Mm -hmm. me to just be in my house, listening to my little friends in my ear as I'm in my shower, as I'm lying down in my bed. Like it's just you spend years. That's ultimately why I like Housewives is you just spend like 15 years of your life getting to know somebody else's life, Mm -hmm. hearing all their ups and downs. And you just care about them. You feel like they're your little friend. Yeah. I would say that it's one thing for people to come up and say like, hey, I, I know who you are and what you do. And it's another thing for someone to come up and be like, I'm a Katie. 
You know, yeah, I mean? like, no. it just means something else. Like, I feel for like sure. I immediately want to hug them, but of course, boundaries, which I for sure have <laughs> as of late, as recently. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's the it's the best thing in my life for sure. Outside of like health, family, friends, et cetera. The yeah, whatever. Sure, Who cares sure, about sure. that? Yeah. It's of course what they say in the beginning, health, family, friends, podcast. <laughs> the big four. Absolutely. <laughs> a four quadrant. No, and also your friendship with Bo and I just love it so much. And I love how open you guys have been about your journey together. And yeah, it reminds me of me and Nicole. And it just, I love you guys and I love your friendship. And it's like, I think that's also why it works so well is you guys don't hold back. You are truly, you know, sisters you know what, for life. You know, well, it's not a hardship. It's not hard to love them at all. But I would say I'm shocked by how many times i i hear that that's not actually the case about people who are like you know package deals you know what i mean <laughs> i mm-hmm. i would say the one thing and it actually this kind of ties to the thing that had me brainwashed but the one thing about the entertainment industry which definitely did brainwash me in its own right as a kid growing up was i really believed the fantasy you know mm. and being in the industry now you see how much smoke and mirrors there really are and so that's why I try to maintain an authenticity on the podcast so that at least people that really care can stay connected to me and know and and to Bowen as well and know that we're still the same fucking dumb idiots who talk right. about the same <laughs> dumb idiot things because there's so much that covers up reality in this business so that it's nice to have something that like, you know, grounds you literally and also grounds you to people. That's like a totally I'm also talking like I'm like George Clooney. It's not like that. Babe, you, are, you are George Clooney. You are babe. George Clooney. No, I'm literally. But wait, speaking of George Clooney, did you see who they named people sexiest man alive? Yeah, McDreamy. It's Patrick Dempsey. It's like what is it? Two thousand. 2000? I said, where was this 16 years ago? Yeah, well, I couldn't believe it. Pedro Pascal was right there. <laughs> what is Patrick Dempsey even up to? I don't know. I, I mean. <laughs> That's I don't know. I guess there was. Oh, he was in that movie Ferrari. Everyone's which, favorite which, film. Yeah. But like, is of. that about for a man? Is that about the man who started Ferrari? I don't know. I just was shook. It's and it's no knock because he is gorgeous. I mean, he's yeah. McDreamy famously, but it was just odd timing. It was just like there must <laughs> be. And again, it must have been some smoke and mirrors happening there. Right. Like, someone knew someone. But yes. I just laugh at the whole thing. I, I, and I think that's good. Yes. Well, do we want to segue into your brainwash you just kind of want to talk to you forever well we spent way more than a minute on that so i know yeah we really let you slide on that jen okay i do actually before i have two more things to say before we break okay okay one is nicole and i were at the duplex for happy heart of christmas oh my god moons ago front row or front table we were da- on the damn stage practically <laughs> we were on the damn Those stage the practically Honestly. And it was so fun. We drank martinis and we were drinking martinis. And yet the guy that was sat with us was way drunker than us somehow. Yeah, that's also a that's good. a place where you get drunk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I literally said to myself, wouldn't it be fun to go do a show again at that duplex space and like just invite people and have it be like a fun like return to the duplex? They don't do shows there anymore. What? They don't do shows at that cabaret space like doesn't exist. It's Wait, really? so sad. Yeah, I'm so bummed about it, but that's what I heard. Yeah, 
that would be like your like Marin Morris Bowery Ballroom tour that she's doing. And now. by the like, way, I was supposed go? to go to that because oh. I was actually at that first Bowery Ballroom show years That's ago. Right. That's right. And I was supposed to go, but I'm trying to do a thing now where I say no to things I don't have to do because I, I will get too tired. Like, and I really, yeah. I'm about to go on tour and I just really want my voice to be good and hold up and, you know, that whole bag. So I'm not really going out right now. I'll say that. Right. Makes sense. I'm trying to cut out on going out and screaming, drinking alcohol and smoking weed, which three things I absolutely love to do. (laughs) Yes. Very, very hard. I am. Well, this will be a reveal. I'm 37 weeks pregnant. What? (laughs) I was joking with my husband today that. Okay. Do you know that? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so (laughs) pregnant. Um, that oxytocin starts labor. And I, I was joking today that talking, I was like, having my Rogers on the podcast is going to cause me to go into oh, labor. Oh my God. That, oh my God. So, I had no idea. So when you get excited, you might have the baby. <laughs> yeah. I feel damn good. You're going to have well, that listen, Can you baby. hold it in? Because I put, I built this into my schedule. No, so no, I'd like no. to get my hour. Yeah. Come on. Jesus Christ. But I miss martinis and weed and all those things. Oh, God. Things. It's coming soon. It's coming so soon, babe. I know. It's and coming so soon. Oh, my God. So what's you, the due date? November 27th. Whoa. Thanksgiving, baby. <laughs> yeah. We'll oh, I hope I you it. have it now because you want the baby to be a Scorpio. Okay. And not a Sag? Our Scorpios, I know nothing. We had an astrologist on the pod and I still know nothing. Bones a Scorpio. Oh. Well, to give you an idea, Bowen's a Scorpio. Sudi Green is a Scorpio. There's a lot of really powerful Scorpios. Mm -hmm. I'm really only really close to water signs. Like my best friends are two Scorpios. My other best friend is a Cancer. And then my other best, best friend is also a Pisces. So like it just feels like it's all falling into place for me. The only person that I'm really, really, really close to that has a different sign that doesn't really make sense for me is a Leo. And mm-hmm. we dated and now we don't. But you don't, again, you don't know what this stuff really means. So <laughs> I'll stop talking about it. I'm a Cancer. Nicole's Aquarius. It does come up yes. quite a lot on the pod just because, because also. we are also, yes, married. I am an Aquarius married to a Cancer. Jenny is a Cancer married to an Aquarius. And we are, oh, of course, yeah, this... work wives. So this so, is something yeah, I on. I thought I was going to marry an Aquarius. It didn't work out. Life's long and there's more than one. So let's just looking for my Virgo out there. I'm really looking for my Virgo out there. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? Pisces. Pisces. Come on. I'm sorry. Pisces, rising Pisces, cancer moon. Like I'm going to start crying any second for sure. Well, same. Crying all day, all the time. You have an actual reason. Right. I'm just just annoying. (laughs) There's an unpacked box in my house and I'm crying. That's really fun. It's a fun feeling. You can't see it, but my apartment is an absolute nightmare mess right now. (laughs) And it is stopping me from being happy. (laughs) A real visual clutter. It's is is mental clutter. Yes, for sure. It is. Yeah. It absolutely 100% is. Shall we? Shall we get it? Let's do it. Okay. Yes. So, Matt, on this podcast, we ask all of our guests, similar to what you do on your podcast, a question. And that question Mm -hmm. for us is, what did you think growing up was true, real life, either because of society, media, your upbringing that you now have learned as an adult was ultimately brainwashing? I'm excited to unpack this. I thought it was normal to drink as much soda as I did. 
<laughs> so t- I'm gonna. Go- I want you to go back with me. It's Long Island. It's mm-hmm. the '90s. There was two liters. Forgive me. Three two-liter bottles of soda on the table at lunch and dinner all the time. There was a full fat two-liter bottle of Coke. There was a full fat two-liter two-liter bottle of Sprite and a two-liter bottle of Diet Coke. The only person drinking the Diet Coke was my mother. Classic. I would drink Coke from the time I, like, I don't think I drank it in the morning, but certainly when, like, t- noon hit, I was drinking Coke until... <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> wow. And yeah. my mother would say to me after dinner, no, you can only have milk or water. And that was like the worst. Like, because if I ever, if I, if I had to stop drinking soda, I'd like go through withdrawals. <laughs> I would drink so much Coca-Cola or Pepsi, whatever. I was not as much a Sprite kid, but like, I certainly didn't hate Sprite. It was just that Coke was my girl. Yeah. Oh, well, the pull quote, Coke was my girl. <laughs> um, but I would drink so much Coke that I would just be, running around my basement in a circle until I like passed out. And I thought that that was normal. I thought that everyone in the country, certainly mm-hmm. Long Island, every family drank soda with everything and it went with everything. It was only until like I went to college mm-hmm. that I realized I, I went to NYU that I realized like, oh, not only is that not a thing, but like it's actually very harmful. <laughs> A hundred percent. I am from New Jersey, had the exact same experience until I got to college. Friend of the pod, Megan Kensel, said that water was her favorite drink. And I was like, what are you even talking about? Water is is punishment. I know we're all hydrating. Now we're in our 30s. Now it's so important that you drink water. I actually just said to someone I, I met this morning, I was like, she was like, can I get you some water? And I was like, yes. And actually, my rule of thumb, my rule going forward, in fact, it's like a New Year's resolution, but really, I'm going to start now, is whenever someone offers you water, say yes. Say yes. Because you do need it. Yes. You could benefit from it. And also, they offered it. Yeah. And you're not putting anyone out by saying yes to something that they've offered you. Right. And it's water. Something we all need. We need Something we actually are. (laughs) We are and we need. Think about that. I had a friend whose dad worked for Dr. Pepper and her. <laughs> Forget it. I mean, that would have been I would I would have I would have fucked her dad. <laughs> and her house was just like, you know how, uh, you know, you have your back fridge, your second fridge. Oh, okay, yeah, garage our, fridge. Ours yeah. is in the basement. Yeah. Yep. Her second fridge was just always top to bottom. Dr. Pepper, Diet Dr. Pepper. Holy mm-hmm. fuck. I would go nuts at her house every time. It was thrilling. When I would go to people's houses who weren't allowed soda, Ugh. like I was like, oh God, your parents hate your fucking I, I thought they were abusive. Yeah. You're being abused. Come to my house. <laughs> yeah. Come to my house. We have all the soda you want and a zip line that my dad made going from one tree to another. We'll have a good fucking time. I mean, we did, also, we just didn't know. The culture was like not telling us not to do it until later until there was like a big push in schools and being so, like gotta get them free. vitamin water that's what that's where my school transition <laughs> to just like not that's not still not water see yeah. vitamin water and powerade came to be in our long island vending machines in high school and i sort of transitioned to that because of course i started to run so the one other story is i was in middle school i was in seventh grade 
and I was on the cross country team. And right before practice, I was drinking a Coke before I was going to like run the track. And the track coach said to me in front of a bunch of people, I'm in seventh grade. Why would you be drinking that before you're going to run? You're going to cramp up. That's bad for you. And I was like, my elixir? My nectar? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, I was so shook and I didn't understand. Then I would come to understand in high school that like, you don't drink soda before you exercise. But I didn't think that that meant it was just bad for you. Mm-hmm. Now I know that not only is soda physically bad for you and you don't want to be drinking it really, but... And this is my turning point with the whole thing when I realized I was brainwashed by it. So I'm in college. I am hanging out with my best friend, Sudi Green, at the NYU dorm. I believe we were in Coral Towers. And I was showing her a clip of a performance from The X Factor. It was the the the, <laughs> the talent show, The X Factor, that was like Simon Cowell's like post-American Idol thing. Mm-hmm. So there was a stage of the competition where... Um, the contestants and he of course had the the young women contestants were in his group and they would go to his house and they would sing in front of him like while he sat by the pool and he would watch them sing and I was like oh you have to see this one girl's performance this one girl is so good and she was like 18 19 years old this girl because you had to be so it was like the the contest the, the groups on this show were it was like under 16 men which meant men 16 to 24 women which were women 16 to 24 and overs which meant you were (laughs) over 24 aka old right over 24 (laughs) it was like over 24 or over 30 or something like that it was like but but like at a certain point like you were not as viable you were not a you could not be considered a boy or a girl anymore you were an over you were old yeah 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 so basically, he had the girls, which means they were like 18 to 20. Let's call it six. So they were young. And this one girl was like a great singer. And I said, you have to watch this performance. So we're watching it. And Sudi's just like, I'm sorry. I can't watch this anymore. I was like, why? Isn't she so good? She goes, Matt, yes, she's good. But look at the way this is shot. I was like, what? Gorgeously by the pool? She goes, no. They pan up her body. And then they show two Pepsi cans that are in front of Simon Cowell. So it's like Simon Cowell sitting by the pool. In front of him are two Pepsi cans just like stationed (laughs) in front of him. They pan up her body and the Pepsi logo pops up. And she goes, Matt, watch this show. If there's a scene where there's not a Pepsi can, let me know. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. And that in that moment Hmm. is when I realized like, how marketing works, how capitalism works, mm-hmm. and just how much I had accepted all of it. So, ne- and that that was like literally a light bulb moment for me. And I remember feeling really ashamed because I was like, wait, this thing that I like is like capitalist and bad. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Right? And now I say, so that like radicalized me in a way. It's actually even why I started doing the Christmas thing. Is because I think the capitalism of it is so funny. Mm, yes. Now the, the and I started writing sketches about it, like et cetera, like, and I just like tried to like hone my sensibility around like this anti-capitalist thing, like while participating in it. Weirdly enough, but it was that moment where I started to say, "Look for the Pepsi cans," because it's kind of crazy to really, really understand 
just how much we're being marketed to at all times and how invasive it is and how actually it's all really at the end of the day about that. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment for me where I was just like, I really had to confront like what the entertainment industry was. And I'm happy it happened when I was in my early, early 20s. For sure. Do it. And nothing shocks me or surprises me now. You know what I mean? And like, I can also like start to make fun of it more. But that to me, like soda, soda culture as an entry into like capitalism and how I was literally and how we all were literally brainwashed. That would, that's my answer to that question. Uh. Such wow. a good answer. The X factor led you there. I love that it all be who was the singer? I don't remember. <laughs> and okay, and can I tell you, it didn't matter to them that I don't remember. All that mattered to them was that I saw the Pepsi can. <laughs> right. That's why I remember. And I and I then I really thought about it. I was like, wow, it's the sponsored by thing. My entire life. And American Idol was Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And so they would have the the famously they'd have the Coca-Cola cans, like sponsored by Coca-Cola, like everything, like it started to get make me really start to question Disney World. Mm. I said to Sudi, Sudi told me, because Sudi's mother is like an Iranian immigrant and she grew up on a college campus. Her father was a political science professor at University of Delaware. So she grew up on the campus of UDEL, or UD, I'm supposed to call it. <laughs> Long Island people call it UDEL and townies call it UD. So we're supposed oh, to call it UD. Okay. But she has been, she wasn't allowed to play with Barbies as a kid. You should have her on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't allowed to play with Barbies. Her mother never took her to Disney World. They like went to more interesting, actual like European countries, not like me going to Epcot and thinking I'd gone to Paris. <laughs> but like she wasn't allowed to participate in any of this stuff or do any of this because of like the body standards of like the Disney princesses and the Barbie wow. of it all. Yeah. Um, which now Barbie is contending with because they have to contend with it mm-hmm. because the culture's caught up and like you know. Feminism is now mainstream, as whereas it wasn't. But she was like a really important friend for me to meet in my life for so many reasons. But she also like opened my eyes to all of this. And then I started to question Disney World. And I was always a Disney kid. And Disney, you know, as much as like we can make jokes about it or whatever, they're like one of like four or five corporations in this world that runs everything. Right. And so yeah. it's just interesting that they sell a product which is like happily ever after and bliss and like the happy endings and the this, the that, the joy, the togetherness. But like ultimately bottom line is that you actually can't even go into those parks unless you paid over $300 to even think about it. You know what I mean? Like forget about people bringing their families anymore if you're not upper class. So it's just been really interesting to see like us start to have conversations about like the 1% and capitalism mm-hmm. and corporations and big money and big banks and like, you know, just how terrible that all is because so many people in the world are like me growing up and there are people that I was growing up around who it's an accepted part right. of life. You don't even think about it. It just is no, the way yeah. it is. Until but... someone actually asks you right. to notice it. You don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of like what for me made me start to really look at it. And I I just remember on 30 Rock, just the structure of 30 Rock and how they were owned by Shiner Wig Company or whatever for so long. It was just like all these jokes around like two companies that own everything. And you're like, what do you mean Shiner Wig Company owns a TV show? But yeah. that's literally how it works. It's like the products it's own absolutely everything. how it works. I mean, if if anything good gets made, know that that was like the fifteenth thing on the people's minds with the money. You know what I mean? It's just like, 
And that's become really frustrating, mm-hmm. obviously, in the entertainment industry as of late, because we see with the strikes, they don't care. They do not yeah. care. And what's frustrating is it was always going to get to this point where, of course, there was going to be a deal reached. Why didn't we fucking do this three months ago? Right. The answer is because they don't care. Don't care. Yeah. And it's almost better for them to be baldly about the bottom line Mm -hmm. than to pretend. And at least now they're not pretending. You know, we know we're up against corporations. Like it's, it's it's ultimately like it is what it is. Like it's closer to 1984 than any of us know. Yeah. I also, unfortunately, stuff. Unfortunately, TikTok, I've ended up on baby TikTok and a lot of it is like what baby products to get and what not to get and like the nightmare of that whole scene. Yeah. And there's one guy Nicole's heard me talk about who like basically he does this for non baby stuff, too, but he basically will tell you he'll like walk into a CVS and go to the shampoo aisle and like look look at all the shampoo and be like, this is owned by Johnson and Johnson. This is owned by so and so. And he's like, all these corporations are currently being sued for X, Y, Z, this, this. Like, so do not buy any of the products associated with these shampoos. But then there's only like one shampoo. It's like horse mane shampoo and (laughs) CVS that isn't owned by some company that's like in a lawsuit for killing children. Oh, God. The shampoo. I mean, I don't know. know. Also, making people go bald. Whatever it's supposed to do, it doesn't do. Because they want to make money and they don't care and they can pay off anybody who's suing them. You know, you know what's interesting? And now I can actually talk about it because the strike is over. But so like when we when we had shot Fire Island and it was coming time to promote Fire Island, this actually was a time and the narrative changed because Disney got in trouble for sending money to politicians that were anti-gay. So that was how that whole thing started. (laughs) Basically, because of public pressure and because they are such a gay company and there are so many queer people that work there and like you know there's it was just so behind of them to have been supporting anti-gay politicians in florida mm-hmm, and yeah. abroad where people really need help in florida even if they don't know it um <laughs> but then they made a statement that was but and so basically like there was like this big thing about disney being anti-gay and disney owns hulu and searchlight like and so basically we were essentially a disney movie you know what i mean like ultimately like internationally we're on disney star i know people that have seen the movie are like but you got fucked in the ass in that movie look i I don't know what to say i'm the first person ever to get fucked in my ass in a disney movie that's just (laughs) what it is i'm very proud of it congratulations i think think it makes me a disney prince i I mean i love it but i remember we were promoting it and there was some concern from the publicist about us responding to questions about Disney and like, how do you feel being this like revolutionary gay and queer movie, Mm -hmm. but the parent company is Disney. And we were all very nervous about getting those questions, but Mm -hmm. then they actually made a statement that they were like, we deeply regret these, you know, contributions or like they basically publicly took a very pro gay stance. They were like, and, you know, whether or not, like, that was for genuine reasons or whatever, that was what they did. And I was really happy that they did that. And that made an enemy of DeSantis with them. Right. So then th- there was this thing of DeSantis versus Disney, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And that that's a war DeSantis can never win. But it was a very public war. But that started from them being anti-gay. 
You know what I mean? All yeah. parties were anti-gay. Right. And then it was all about just like corporate reputation that they were pro-gay. Right. But I just remember like we all worked so hard to create this piece of art that was like authentic and true mm-hmm. and really queer and had all queer people. And then you, it's so frustrating when you realize that money came from a place that was anti gay. Yeah. And like you have to then answer questions about that. Right. Yeah. yeah and then you're in the position of like, do, do I look shitty? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because like, by the way, I made almost no money on that. But like, so, so it's not like I, I took like blood money to the bank. Right. 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 Like, but it was still, we were like out there representing this thing that ultimately, if you follow the money, Right. Doesn't really square. But then they made that statement. So it's just like, and why did they make the statement? Not because they all were like, they all held hands in a boardroom and said, you guys, we have to do the right thing. Right. They just didn't want to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, I guess, what I say about succeeding and advancing in the industry and realizing the smoke and mirrors. It's just, it's, it's tough. Yeah. But then if you follow any money, it'll go to a fucked up place. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think. Like we all like I peripherally work in advertising. My husband literally makes Instagram ads. <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, like, that's like the, that's the co- comment that Joel would say back, though, because if anyone was getting asked the question, it really was him. Sure. And sometimes unfairly Bowen. But if Joel was ever asked the question, he was like, look, I'm not going to take crap from people about this thing. I put my whole ass and heart into b- because like you're following this money and not money in the entire entertainment industry right in any industry like you were just saying like it's just we're all tied to this dark thing right you know and it's it and and it is the fact that capitalism is it's not even it's something that can be abused it's something that will be abused Mm -hmm. and And the artists are not who has to answer for it that is they don't care we did not set the system that's it's crazy. I heard that at the time this was all going down, Bob Chapek was like the head of Disney and he was walking around trying to like get people back on his side. And one thing he was saying was, well, you know, we have Fire Island coming out and it's like, OK, so now we're being like used as a tool. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. give me a break. But that's right. everything. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. Very um blobby on <laughs> the other two, which was. One of my favorite storylines of that last season. And there's a bunch to say about that. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Know. Like, so it, yeah, it just, absolutely. like, right. you have to have a sense of humor about it. That's my thing. And that's, yes. that's honestly, and this is not a promotional segue, but like, that's why I'm doing the Have You Heard of Christmas thing is because I'm thinking this is something that should be equal parts celebrated and dragged. Because <laughs> Have You Heard of Christmas? Of course you have. Right. Like, you will never not hear of it. And it's because it is a monoculture part of our life, whether we celebrate it or not. Right. And yeah. so I think that that capitalist money grab that happens every year and every year literally does take up more and more of the year. It's just funny to me. It's just <laughs> funny to me. And it's because my sense of humor was in part founded around that thing that Sudi pointed out to me that day. I love the album. I'm so happy the album's here. Thank <laughs> you. can get to celebrating the album. <laughs> and I'm making a ton of money off of it. Just... <laughs> really? 
as you know, we saw it early on, and I'm like so thrilled that I can listen to Hottest Female Up in Whoville. In Wait, my did home. I get too dark? And did I get too like no, real? All no, right. no. This is this is the this truth. Is... Everyone hopefully knows what the fuck is going on. If you're not, yeah. you're not paying attention, babe. And like, yeah, this is just what we have to exist within. Right. And that's there was that's a time I didn't, and I, I yeah. guess that's like why I I really love this show is because like. It's, I think, really important to pinpoint moments where there was a light bulb. Like, you mm-hmm. have to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to actually ask questions about what else is true. It's literally improv if this is true. What else is true? <laughs> because it was, the, it was the Pepsi thing that got me to question Disney. Right. And that got me to question everything about my reality because I was a little fucking Disney gay. Mm-hmm. And I kind of still am. And you know who loves Disney now? Shooty Green. <laughs> It's not black and white, babe. The nuance is what is real. It is in the gray. It's good things are bad and bad things are good. That's life. I took Sudi to Disney World and Universal Studios for her first time. I, we were at Universal and we went on this the Transformers ride. <laughs> and which, by the way, th- that ride and those films, but that ride in particular was directed by Michael Bay. It cost $200 million. We got off of it. I looked over at Sudi. She goes... What was that? <laughs> I was like, that was what all this is. And her eyes lit up and she was like, I can't believe I didn't come here as a kid. I was like, yeah, because yeah. bad things are good. Good things are bad. Everything comes out in the wash. And she was yeah. like, we're going to do this all day. And I was like, yeah. And I felt like I was like Uncle Matt taking little Sudi who was who came out in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, and like it was just this like crazy thing. But. Yeah, and she would get off every ride and she would go, the production value. <laughs> That's what she would say. And we, we it's a joke to this day, the production value. And I'm like, yeah, the, the money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I will take my child there one day. It will and you sure happen. And it will be a formative memory. And guess what? Good things are bad. Bad things are good. It blasted my imagination off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like walking into those worlds and like feeling like it was real that made me in some small way want to do any of this you know what i mean like and i didn't understand what it was but i would get so excited yeah and i like it probably because i was drinking a lot of soda but it was also because i was genuinely so thrilled to be immersed in this creation you know like it was and this just the different worlds of it all like the yeah yeah so when you're a little kid the only power you have is your imagination and it's which is why you have to go there on mushrooms as an adult it's because only to replicate that experience get it back and i have to say i am allowed to say all this because i stay giving that company my money (laughs) (laughs) i mean i went to see the harry potter play have you done that matt actually no okay i know good is bad and bad is good but the harry potter play is really fun (laughs) No, I mean, trust and me. And they emerge, like, you feel like you are there. Yeah. I and mean, I, have you been to the Harry Potter world in Universal Studios? No. Ugh. Only in LA, but it's like a block. <laughs> I it's... have been, but many of the rides I cannot ride because I am too fat. And so that's, that's what sucks about the, the, the Universal rides. They don't, Universal they're... does not care about fat people. I'm saying it. Matt Rogers is not, but I no, will you're, say. You are, I'll say it too. I mean, like it. They they don't like they they, they don't, don't they don't create experiences 
with more than thin people in mind. They just don't. That's why Disney is my girl forever in terms of the magic, because my ass can go on fucking anything at Disney. <laughs> Period. Thank you. I um, will say, like, I was at the, Disney opened this ride, the Tron ride, which mm-hmm. was like a motorcycle that you ride like this. And I, someone was asked to to go to another. They have another seat. That, that's what it is. Yes, it's like yes. they'll create other seats, mm-hmm. which is at least something. But yeah. I love when a cast member seamlessly just is like, you just will actually go into this row and I know what they're doing, but they don't make a big deal about it. Right. I feel so yeah. taken care of. And they smile with that to, Disney magic. I know. As opposed mm. to Universal, they're like, that, wait, the seatbelt won't fit again. <laughs> off on the float. Oh my God. Come on, Universal. Get it together. Not us saying get it together at the same time. Oh God. Uh, so too much oxytocin. We're so brainwashed by the phrase. Gonna have my baby now. I'm so no, excited. Keep it in. <laughs> That'd be so exciting. You can fully have it now. It's only a few weeks away. Like you know, I was a month early. Oh wow, really? Like, yeah. They thought I was gonna be born April 4th. I was born March 5th. And my mom was like, What? Like this doesn't feel right. But I was born in a normal weight, seven pounds, seven ounces. <laughs> yeah, I've got a big boy in here. They keep telling me. <laughs> really? Oh no. Are you doing natural birth? Yeah, I'm gonna try. Wait. Well, not now. I mean, you're you're getting the shot. You're getting the epidural. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like C-section. No, I'm gonna get an epidural. (laughs) Okay, because yeah, because it's like it's funny to even ask that question now because it's like, why wouldn't you get the epidural? Like I like you ever hear about those like Scientology births? No. (laughs) This is true. Scientologists, you have to have a silent birth so and and you can't use drugs because they don't believe in it so you have to have a drug-free silent birth you can't make noise or you'll or you'll be in trouble after but why for what but why 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 any of the things they decided by the way i am like i i do live in the same area as them here in la and they are fully listening great Hey guys, <laughs> please subscribe. We will. How are you brainwashed? <laughs> oh, they know exactly how. You get Leah Remini on this. <laughs> oh my God. So like, let me, tell you, let me tell you something about how I'm brainwashed. <laughs> I still think about one episode you guys made up a, Le- a Leah Remini ride. <laughs> you know what I'm talking uh, about? Leah Remini Escape from Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that ride to exist. I want that so bad. I, it will <laughs> open one day at the Matt Rogers theme park. Oh, I cannot oh. wait to go. Oh I cannot God. wait. Yes, I can. can you imagine? Like it, it's like Dollywood, but my right. gay ass. I would, I would love it. The amount of money I would fucking spend <laughs> to go. You and only you. <laughs> and me. And me. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> Should we play a little casting with our yes. friend Matt? Is there any other yes. important Matt things we need to ask before we do casting? I don't think so. Yex, of course. I still say it in my house all the time. I need to bring um, back Yex, of course, actually. That's a really, that was one of my strong ones. I yeah, really, let's get her back. It's still, I know. we still say it in my house. Nicole and I still say be a bitch to your friends as pride. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that, that's always a good, that's always literally happening. Be a bitch to your closest friends as pride. And <laughs> yeah, also, whether the you're one, saying it or not. The one, the one that has had the most staying power of mine, this is so gross, by the way, but I don't know my words, <laughs> but I do know my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a throw pillow. We used to sell a throw pillow that said it. I know. I, I should bring get, that back. I would. I need Fruit to. Fruit is merch. what candy is based on. Also, yep. a personal fave. That was Sudi Green, that. and <laughs> I love it. And we did make tons of money off of it because we sold it in our store. Did you give her a cut at all? No. 
See, and that's what we're talking about of the evil circle of capitalism. Wow, very yeah, she should never girl of she you. should never have told me about it. <laughs> okay, let's do casting. Great. Okay. So casting, we're gonna pick a category right now that could be condiments, it could be spice girls and anything in between. And we're gonna say based on our vibes, what we are and what each other are in okay. that category. And I would love is just also a precursor. I we need to know who's Matt and who's Bowen between the two of us. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think you're. Just what do I think? Yeah, yeah. I I know my answer. Okay. And I hope you guys like this. Well, babe, there's, there's no, no bad answers. Answer. There's no I bad answers. I think I think Jenny, you're Bowen, and I think Nicole, you're Matt. That's where we have babe. landed. Many. <laughs> do you feel that way? Yes. Yeah. Good. That's what was reading. Um, okay. A lot so, of people come up to me and they go, I just want to say that I'm a Bowen and my best friend is a Matt. And I was like, and I always tell them, I like you better. <laughs> um, okay. okay, great. So that was just like a fun <laughs> No, but I like you guys both, but I like you guys both the same. <laughs> I'm Matt Rogers till I die, and that is <laughs> goddamn truth. Um very I'm true. Thinking, I'm sorry. Okay, that was an appetizer <laughs> course. Now we have a main event. Is there something, great. a category you want to play with? Or we can figure one out as a community. Community. Okay. Okay. Well, I know you're just with our Roni, our new Roni girls. Oh, yeah. Could be that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So. Okay. So let's all go go. into our little minds and just take a second and just do the casting and then we'll talk about it. And this is new Roni? This is new Roni. Roni. Got it. Okay. I, I think I know who I am and I don't like it. It's that's sort of what casting is, babe. Sometimes you don't like who you are, but that's the truth. I know who I am and I love it. I know. I know who you are too. <laughs> when, okay, are we ready? I, I feel ready. You okay, go first. Okay. 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 Uh, I think that dear Matt Rogers is Britain. Yeah. I mean, I am. Uh, the only person that could out Britain myself would be Matt Rogers. I mean, I think like <laughs> the bubbly life force is undeniable. The gorgeous flirtation. It is. I, just, yeah, I was gonna say. I also think we'll both fuck anyone for sure. And and I love that, and I celebrate that. <laughs> you are so brent to me, um, Jenny. I, I I'm gonna go with Aaron. That's who I was. Thinking yeah, yeah. And I didn't like it. Wait, and don't I, be yeah. upset. Can I say something? Okay. I've yeah. met Aaron now a couple times. Okay. She's awesome in person. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's great. I really, really like her. Okay. I we we have a long journey to go with her and and yeah. we're not at the end yet and I uh I, I need some more information but I do I do feel you are Aaron ultimately. <laughs> I also I also think I can almost tell you for sure she's here to stay for seasons to come. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah. actually the whole cast is here to stay. I, I think if they do anything, they'll add one in, yeah. in season two, but that's but we need them all back. There's a right. retro Aaron. She's got a hot husband, you know. He is hot in person, too. Also, yeah. you know, who's hotter in person than you would think? Pavit. Pavit. Oh, wow. Interesting. I would love to see Pavit. They were just saying on Bitch Test that um, Whitney Rose's husband, Justin, is hotter in person. He's and way, was like, he's way hotter in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll I tell would... you who's a stud in person is John Barlow. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, no, it was I you. It was what Bitch says it was you. I, w- I listened to both Lost Cold Jump Bitch today. It was you saying that. Was Did it you I or was that? it Bitch Sesh? I don't oh, think I, I said like that. 
I don't think. Wait, what did I say? I said so many things. I forget everything I say right after I say it. <laughs> Maybe it was you saying John Barlow and Whitney Rose's husband. I, I definitely. It was me. It was me. It was me. <laughs> so thrilled to be confused with the Matt Rogers of that podcast, Casey Wilson. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I saw her last night, actually. I love it or leave it. Oh, my I love God. Her. The best. Obsessed. Okay, sorry. So, um, and who are you, Nicole? I'm Uba. Yeah. Ultimately, I'm Uba. I'm a fucking smoke show. I am taking a prank in the wrong way and everyone's sort of worried and uh, kind of confused, but uh, very strong, sort of missed the assignment at the reunion, came in really hot in sort of a way that <laughs> we weren't doing, but undeniable like Glamazon Queen. I'm Uba. I would agree. I think I think you nailed it. Yeah, I, I do too, actually. <laughs> I have no notes. I was th- considering Jenna for you, but you're Uba for sure. None of us are Jenna. Yeah, Jenna is is her own thing, and I like that thing, but it's not I me. think a lot of people are Jenna. I just don't think anyone here We're is not. Jenna. No. And that's fine. Like, like I, I adore Jenna. I love Jenna. But I will say this. My takeaway from hosting the Roni panel at BravoCon, she is not essential to the survival of that show in a way I think many people are saying. Like, if she's yes. to say... I'm not coming back, which I don't think will happen. I think she will absolutely come back. I think she's very good at faking she doesn't love all this, Mm -hmm. but she absolutely loves all this. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you're seeing her and Casper in a lot of photographs together Mm -hmm. publicly. Like, I I think that she is, I I don't like to use this word when it comes to women, but calculated. I think, Mm -hmm. I think she's like, I think she's very smart about the way she's rolling it out. For sure. I watched her entire HBO, like, Stylish? style series. Yeah. <laughs> and it is clear, like, the lady wants to be on TV. She so wants to be on TV. And I'll also, let her be there. I think she thought there were going to be a lot more opportunities after J. Crew that there ended up being. Mm-hmm. And I think that becoming this, like, celebrity was a surprise to her. And I think she crunched the numbers and she was like, oh, People are interested in me as a person. Like, let's see what where we can take this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's taken her to a good place. She just has to play ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get another season out of her and then I think. You think she'll come back? You never know. Because it's gonna feel it's gonna feel cold on the other side of the sun. This is true. Mm-hmm. You know. I feel like you've been pushing Leah coming back, but I don't know if after that article they're going to let her. Not anymore. Yeah, back in. By the way, that article flopped. 100%. Did you no. see Denise Richards basically said that to Bethany on Bethany's podcast? What did Denise she Richards say? was like, I kind of feel like I didn't really get the point of view of the article and it wasn't a lot of new information. I don't know. Bethany what did like, Bethany say? I haven't finished the episode, so I just heard that piece. Yeah, um, Bethany's been very quiet since it came out. Mm-hmm. I think she wasn't expecting a quote from it to be "fuck Bethany Frankel." Exactly, Ebony Williams. Amazing way to go, Ebony. <laughs> I love that. Um, love that. <laughs> well, on that note, yeah, <laughs> I I am so thankful that you did this pod with us. Everyone, literally in the world, has to buy your Christmas album. Stream the shit out of it. Stream the shit. No, buy it and stream it. Do whatever. Do it all. Do both. Do it all. The one thing I really want is for people to come see me on tour. Yes. I I really want to say, please come see me on tour. I'm going to be all over. I'm um, just so excited to do the songs live. And 
that's like the most fun part of all of this is getting to like just go out and perform again because I kind of don't really perform live anymore until this Mm -hmm. time of year because I really want everyone to come to this yeah so Mm -hmm. I put on a fun show it'll be great I have a band this year that's different from years past and I'm just super 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 excited about it and can't believe how well received it's all been it's just like such a dream come true and I thank you guys so much for having me on to talk about it and to talk shit in general we love it. Buy tickets to Matt's show. We have seen it. It's incredible. If I wasn't www.mattrogersofficial.com. Ooh, yes. Official Hell yes. yes. All right, Matt. We love you. Thank you so much. Love you.